This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. So, is this the uh, is this the final Senate race uh, prediction by Stu Bergier? I think so. I did not see any um, any uh, new polls that would have changed anything from yesterday. Um, As you can see, if you're watching on television, Stu has removed all the toss-ups. Everybody is in their place, and uh, the final 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 count, Stu, is. I've got it at 53-47. However, if you were to, like, this is what I'm taking each individual case, and I'm pushing it to either the Republican or Democratic side because you can't have freaking toss-ups on Election Day. Right. All these wuss sites are like, oh, I think this That's is a toss-up. toss-up. It's not a toss-up. You've got to predict something on Election it's Day. It's not going to end up in a tie, so make a choice. That way, Although, even though I have it at 53-47, if you were to ask me numbers-wise, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's going to be more like 52. Uh, but I, I, there's no... I mean, the only and like Kansas is the perfect example. Kansas, I have going to the Republicans. I think there's a good shot. And gun to my head, I think I'm, I think actually the independent might win that race. But he may caucus with Republicans anyway, which is why I feel like that one has got to go Republicans because you have almost like even if the, uh, the opponent wins, he might wind up caucusing with Republicans. So. You know, that one I feel like mm-hmm. is really iffy. In Georgia, I, I do feel like Georgia's going to come out the Republican way. Uh, Colorado, Colorado's one of those things where, you know, the polling is really strong there. The polling for the Republican, I mean, this you could fairly take that out of a toss-up sort of category. I mean, he's up by three or four points, it seems like. Yeah. I just don't, I don't believe. Gardner looks good. Yeah, he looks great. But I, Colorado is just to one of those states. Except this year. Yep. This year, incumbents are really... They're the ones with the disadvantage because everybody's pissed off at the incumbent. It does seem that way. Um, and, you know, Republicans need to pick up. This is the thing is you, 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 you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seats that I've kind of put in that sort of could go either way category. Um, and Republicans need to win uh, at least half of them. Right. Uh, yeah. Totally doable. Need to do half of them. Totally now, I, I think they're they're going to if I were to say that I think they're going to win Louisiana. Mm-hmm. That one, to me, I think they're going to win in a runoff. I do but too. I think they're going to win that. The both Republicans who are who are running in that race, and there are two still because it's essentially it is a primary in Louisiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not their general election, um, at least for the Senate race. So, um, so there are two there's two Republicans in it, and then Mary Landrieu who holds the seat. Landrieu has forty four percent. Uh, Cassidy, who is the lead Republican, has 36. And then the guy we like, Rob Manus, has 16%. So he's, he's well behind. But if he were to win, every poll shows him beating Landrieu. Right. So even Manus, if he wins, he wins the election against Landrieu. Yeah. And this so is why I don't get... So go with the conservative. Yeah. 
go with a conservative. It's not going to, you're not, this is why I like this format. It, the arguments about, well, I'm wasting my vote if I vote for that guy, even if he's better. No, you're not. No, you're not in this no, case. You're not. Because the vote wasn't going to Landrew. Um, and it doesn't, as long as she doesn't get to 50%, which the no poll shows her at 50%. Right. Um, the only thing, the worst thing you could do is just not show up at all. You should vote for one of these two guys because yeah. uh, you need to keep her under 50%. But either one of these guys, if you go to the general election, is stomping Landrew. Um, so I think I think Louisiana is as safe as on this board as it gets. But really, Colorado, the polling is is solid there, but makes me very nervous as a state. It's it's the first time they've done the all male voting. Um, not females get to vote too, but I mean, in, in, they actually have to send. <laughs> I was going to say, well, we yeah. got back to that. Yeah, we go back. I think to that's that. a good idea. Yeah, there we, is some repealing we, we could do to, do to get that. that done. Yeah, we uh, need to do that. <laughs> no, they're voting by mail. Now, I guess Washington State does this too, which I didn't know. Mm. Um, but uh, that's a different way. So the polling is a little bit harder than it normally is. People don't know how that's going to play out. And Colorado, to me, is a state that's purple leaning blue. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the early voting in Colorado is very encouraging, however, very encouraging. It is equally uh, as discouraging as it is in, in, uh, in North, Carolina, uh, North Carolina, where the early voting does not look good for Tom Tillis. Really? Um, yeah. Which, again, oh, man. I mean, we, and we're not above saying, I told you so, are we? Because I, I I'm not. will be saying it constantly. I, we, I told you so. <laughs> and so did Stu. Yeah. And so did Glenn. And, and we Jeffy told you so. blurted it out. What do you I don't know. Jeffy, Jeffy said, Spoons. Remember that? Well, Remember, I took and, but that. we knew what you meant. We yeah. knew what you meant at yeah. the time. Well, the way inflection. Sometimes when he says yeah. spoons a certain way, you know what he means. What I like, though, is I think, I think... Scott Brown has a shot in New Hampshire. I do, too. He's got a pretty good shot. I think he's got a better shot than Tillis has. Yeah, he at might. At this point. He um, actually might. And he's, you know, he's not for New Hampshire. He's not horrible. No. For, for Texas, he'd be, an, he'd be an abomination. But for New Hampshire, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. I think you're right. And he produced a uh, great commercial. Um, I don't know if we have it. Um, as yeah, far we have as, late, as Last video. Scott Brown ad? Do we have it? Yeah, yeah. we do have that. Let's, let's, take, let's take a look at that Scott Brown ad because it's really good. Um, here it is. Poll numbers show the president's job approval rating sliding. Jean Shaheen's going to find a way to separate herself from him, even though she's voted with him 99% of the time. If you like your plan, you keep your plan. Now, under the current legislation, everyone will have the freedom to keep their health care plan if they like it. They like it. It was all just another lie that was told in order to get elected. Well, it is the worst jobless rate in a generation. Where veterans may have died waiting for health care appointments. IRS targeting of Tea Party groups. President's health care law very unpopular with Granite Staters. We don't have a strategy yet. Make no mistake, these policies are on the ballot. Every single one of them. Senator Shaheen, you voted with President Obama 99% of the time. How is a vote for you not a vote for President Obama and his policies? I'm proud of my record. Are you? Are you, Pumpkin? <laughs> okay. Those who are faced with doubt or uncertainty, let me tell you, we live in the greatest country in the world. So it keeps, it keeps going, and this is the Scott, Scott Brown part, but really the compelling... Well, go ahead, let's watch it, if we have it. Why not? speak from experience. Anything is possible. There are no obstacles you can't overcome, and defeat is only temporary. Voters across this great state can send the clearest possible message. The Obama-Shaheen agenda ends right here, right now. This chance will not come along again. Together, we can send a very powerful message to Washington as we reach out to all independent, 
like-minded people in this great state. Should I have the honor of being your senator, I, I'll promise you this, that I will answer only to you, the people of New Hampshire, and no one else. And each and every day that I serve, I will give the job all that is in me. I will not forget who sent me there and who is counting on me. And I will strive each and every day to make New Hampshire proud. Gene Shaheen has a real problem there because, uh, as was mentioned in the ad, she votes with Obama 99% of the time. And then she tries to say, uh, I'm not like him. I, I am my own person. Really? You vote with the president 99% of the time. Well, I, I, I'm proud of my record. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Why do you keep running away from it then? Yeah, it's, I'm, it's amazing. I, I'm, I'm a different person than Obama, uh, not in voting. I, I'm just, no. you know, I enjoy m macrame. He doesn't uh, necessarily. He doesn't. Uh, I'm, as far as I know. I'm not a White Sox fan, and I know he's a huge White Sox fan. <laughs> Can almost name a player on the team in I'm the last woman. hundred years. He's a man. He's, he's, we've got different so. genitals. Uh, there's a lot of different things going on in there. <laughs> and, uh, that, you know, Scott Brown won't talk about that. No, he won't. Uh, by he's the way, afraid of that. First of all, this, is a, this would be a huge upset. Gene Shaheen, while um, does vote with, she does vote with Obama 99% of the time, it's all true. She's not the uh, evil, fire-breathing uh, example of what... She's not Harry Reid. You know, people don't look, and she is Harry Reid in her voting record, by the way, mm -hmm. but she's not Harry Reid in that, like, she's on TV making awful statements all the time. The people True. of New Hampshire actually kind of generally like her. It's just her policies that are a real problem. If Scott Brown can pull this off, this will be two gigantic upsets by Scott Brown, really coming from out of all nowhere right. to win, as he did in Massachusetts to win the Senate. Right. And then at the same time, the person he defeated in the Massachusetts Senate, Martha Coakley, is on the verge of potentially losing her second disaster in the race for governor in Massachusetts. This is she's a Democratic woman in Massachusetts, and she lost to Scott Brown and is now on the verge of losing to a Republican baker in their gov governor uh, gubernatorial election. That's a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, that is a disaster. Right it's there. great. I mean, it's great. Democrats are in a really bad way right now, and th they know it for the most part, uh, except, of course, at the White House, where they don't seem to. No. Here's what Josh Ernest said yesterday. The vice president said in an interview that aired this morning, uh, he predicted that Democrats will keep control of the Senate. Does the president agree with his prediction? He does. Uh, and again, yes. it is rooted in Ooh. this idea that okay. it's rooted. Uh, if, uh, as voters hone in on the central question in this campaign, which is, do you... Uh, are you going to be supportive of a candidate who is fighting for policies that benefit middle-class families? So that is a very strong argument uh, for Democrats to effectively make in the context of this campaign. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> None of his policies have worked. And yeah. it's amazing because he, he made a big deal out of his policies are on the ballot. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, as he rightly said, all these people are with him. They've, they've all voted for him and supported his agenda uh, just about every single time and every single candidate has supported his agenda. So his policies are, in fact, on the ballot. Yeah, and you see Ernest there essentially admitting that, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he, yes, he, he is. He, he, because he's hiding the fact that that's true. When he goes through there, um, that, that answer, he says, when people settle down and focus on what's really going on, which mm -hmm. is their candidate, 
making arguments about the, the middle class. What he's saying is, instead of this focus on the president and all of his policies, when they start focusing on this individual person in this individual race, we think we'll win. The problem so far has been they've been focusing on my boss all the time, and people don't like my boss because he's terrible. That's essentially what he was uh, yeah, saying there yeah. uh, without saying it. However, when people settle down and focus on their own lives and the individual, and you're, you're a middle-class person and you're making thirty-five dollars or $40,000 and your income has not increased a penny in the last six years, you are not going to place your vote for this president and his policies. You're just not going to because you're not doing better. You're not doing better than you were six years ago. There's, there's, by any indication for the average American family, they're not doing yeah. better. And, it's and in fact, they're doing worse and most it's of the almost time. kind to the president to point out what you just did. Because it's true, they're not doing any better. But also, they've had new policies put in place to make them do worse. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you have new costs, new taxes, new obligations to buy things you may or may not have wanted, these are all things forced on people, and then they don't have any more money to pay for it. I mean, how, how on earth does this guy have any senators? I don't know. It really should be really 98 to 2 right now. If the Republicans were actually competent, there would only be <laughs> two senators left. And it would probably be... Chuck Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand. Those two would be left because New York would be like, oh, I don't care. I like I like these crappy policies. <laughs> if, if, every, if everything was right in the world, that would be 98 to 2. Uh, however, out there is uh, out there selling this slop, as she always does, is <laughs> Debbie Wasserman Schultz. You got to love her. You got to love mean, her. She keeps her trying. Heart. She keeps she trying. She keeps no matter what. No matter what. Uh, she could have a, you know, you could shoot her in the head. and you, No, it's a flesh wound. It's a, fine. It's a scratch. <laughs> it's nothing. You got a bullet in your brain. What? No, it's a flesh wound. It's this a flesh wound. See the uh, the very uh, w w um, the Monty Python. Yeah, it's like the Monty guy. Python thing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a flesh wound. It's All, a flesh wound. His arms and legs are cut <laughs> off. It's not a flesh wound. But here's what she said yesterday about the president. Douche Hall of Fame. Do you think it's been an effective strategy for so many Democrats to distance themselves from President Obama as much as they have this cycle? Or should more Democrats in battleground districts, battleground states uh, have uh, talked about President Obama in a positive way, tried to get the Obama coalition out, talked about uh, the economy improving? Jake, the president really is, uh, is our best asset. He's our, <laughs> our, our best GOTV motivator, our best fundraiser. But he hasn't he, been deployed. Us... He hasn't been deployed. Well, no, he will. I mean, I'll, look, I'll stack up our surrogates uh, against Republican <laughs> surrogates any day. We've got President Obama, Vice President Biden, Secretary yeah, Clinton, not, President Clinton, surrogates. and they've got Ted Cruz, Chris Christie, and Rand Paul. Yeah. So we're in pretty good shape in terms of no. who's been deployed across the country to stump for no, our candidates. No, no you're not, Pumpkin. She is the greatest liar in the world. The she greatest. just keeps going. She just keeps going forward. Never she, stops to think about it. I. What? <laughs> yes. What, what we're saying is, Obama, you say he's great. Why aren't you using him? Well, I'd stack up Obama against Ted Cruz. Well, Wait, no, that's no. not the question. The question is, why? if he's so great, why don't you use him more? You're not using him, indicating he sucks. Well, I, I, I'd, I, we've, I'd stack up with the people we deploy, uh, the president and the vice president and, and Harry Reid against anybody. Well, they're not being deployed. Yeah. You're not they're, stacking them up. You're hiding not. them. You're hiding them behind a giant wall. You think Ted Cruz has a problem getting booked right now? No. 
Think he has a problem getting booked at a speech? People are no. begging. And neither does Rand Paul for that. Neither matter. does Rand Paul. Neither does Chris Christie. No, honestly, uh, in the most in the, much as we don't like him, people yeah. uh, others do. Yeah, the establishment Republicans love him. They, yeah. They'd have him all over the place. I'll bet he campaigned for for uh, Bill Cassidy. Yeah. I'll bet he campaigned for uh, Tom Tillis. I'll mm -hmm. bet he campaigned for a lot of these guys. I know who established Republicans. Uh, who was the the clown car? Uh, that was Kansas. He was for Pat Roberts. Pat Roberts. There. Yeah. There's another one. Yeah, uh, Nate Silver though predicts a GOP win. On Sunday's ABC News, here's uh, Nate Silver's prediction. Look, it's still a close election. You have six or seven or eight races that could go either way. But um, like that poll in Iowa last night, which, as you mentioned, is one of the most reliable polls in the country, uh, all these races are being held in purple or red states, too, so the bar isn't that high. So the polls are clearer now that the GOP will will probably win the Senate. Um, we give them about a 73, 74% chance right now. I think it's the, the fact that people are not happy with either party and, and you know, mm -hmm. is there such a thing as an anti-incumbent wave? You're gonna see for governorships, probably a lot of incumbents from both parties mm -hmm. lose or come close to losing. Um, so how do you square this kind of moderately uh, pro-Republican mood with a very anti-incumbent mood? Could you have a Republican like Pat Roberts in Kansas lose even though Republicans have a good night overall so it's a multi-dimensional yeah. sort of election that makes it a bit more complicated but overall signs look fairly poor for democrats i think that's a decent assessment yeah of really what's smart. going on that's, uh, that's really true and he had uh, he he said 73 74 percent in that clip uh this morning he upped that a little bit to 76 percent so washington post says 97 percent cnn says 95 percent huffington post says 77 percent new york times says 70 percent and Nate Silver says seventy six. Seventy six percent. So those are yeah. those are some pretty heavyweight and and a lot of those uh, most of those left wing people saying yeah. Republicans are going to win it. And again, we made this analogy yesterday, but it's not a sure thing. It's the it's essentially if you're a pitcher and you're facing now a two fifty hitter, your chances of getting him out are your chances of the Republicans winning the Senate. Yeah. So he can lose. Yeah. The guy can get a hit off of you, and uh, you know so it's not a sure thing, and you know we have to watch that. But so far, uh, you know. This is as good as you can expect for Republicans, right? Really they screw everything up every time. At least they've got a chance this time. All right, triple eight seven twenty seven B E C K is our phone number. Beck is election day. Welcome to it. Yay. Unfortunately, I have to vote in this stupid country. It's a crappy country. We all know it. <laughs> well, according to uh, Michelle Obama, she told uh, News One Daily on uh, a TV One network mm -hmm. uh, that uh, this is a, a quote, Democratic right? ticket is the clear ticket that we should be voting on. Regardless of who said what or did this. That yeah, regardless of who's the on the ballot. Shouldn't even come into the equation. Wait, think of this statement. Regardless, Regardless of who said what or, or who did this. <laughs> so someone could have, any, no matter what they did or what they said, vote Democrat. <laughs> Great message. Yeah. Great freaking message. Then you could celebrate and have some fried chicken. I actually have. Oh, yeah. The, what did she say about this? this they one? asked her if they could celebrate after, and she said, uh, absolutely. I give everyone full permission to eat some fried chicken after they vote. What a racist. Why did she assume that they wanted fried chicken? Because they're what? black? Is that what she meant? Can you imagine what a racist person said? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's happening. It's happening. We've been predicting it for so long. 
and now you're seeing all the racism come true. Mm -hmm. Very sad. Very sad. Uh, so no matter who's on the ballot, no matter what they've said, <laughs> what they've done, you need to vote Democrat. I mean, that shows you. That shows you everything you need to know about these people and the fact that they have no values, no principles. They just, just vote yeah. for the party. And what is that? I don't, I don't, I don't begin to understand it. Yeah. Why the loyalty to a party like that? I, 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 why? Why do you care if it's Democrat, if it's Republican? I'm looking for principles. And the reason I've mostly voted Republican in my life is because those are the people who usually or are more likely to have the same principles as I do. Yeah, and, and I gave Glenn a, a hard time today on his somewhat, and the caller did as well, it's somewhat <coughs> a couple of monologues that maybe kind of seem like they disagreed with each other. But I think this is kind of what he's going for. It's that attitude. It's yeah. don't worry about who said what or who did this. Just vote for the Democrat or vote for the Republican. That is mindless. That is, that is unbelievable. Because these aren't like these aren't the Republican Party is not a thing in and of itself. It's just a vessel to win votes. Yeah. And it's like if the votes lead to something that uh, isn't your principles, well, then there's no point. Who cares if what Republicans win? Well, this is exactly this is, and, you know, we go down this road all the time. But this is exactly why Washington said there should be no party system, because people would develop loyalties to the party, mm. not to the country. And it's the nation that you, ha you should have loyalty to. You should have, you should have loyalty to the country, not to your stupid political party. Who gives a crap? Yeah, what, is it? what did he know, though? All right, Thank that's you. true. You He's know, just the founder of the oh, founding father. I'm sorry he named himself after, the wa after Washington State, and we're supposed to think he's a big deal. Washington State is named after him. So. Uh, whatever, you, you know, know, tomato, know. tomato. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm Which saying. came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that George Washington didn't know what he was talking about. Okay. <laughs> that Michelle Obama anything. does. Yeah, if he was worth anything, it'd be on more than a dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. you. It'd be on Jeffy. like the thousand dollar bill that you almost never see. <laughs> and who was on the hundred thousand dollar bill, by the way? Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson. Wilson. Mm -hmm. Exactly A right. real president. Okay. Yeah. Worth a hundred grand. Mm -hmm. A hundred thousand times as much as crappy George Washington. <laughs> uh, this is great because uh, he founded a country that is, uh, well, as you mentioned when we first came out of the break, crappy. It's, oh, yeah, that's true. At it's least crappy. In comparison to some other wonderful countries. When you compare it to a great country like Norway, <laughs> you can't mm. even. I mean, I hate to even say those two nations together, ours and theirs, in the same <laughs> sentence, because Norway is obviously your most prosperous nation in the world, uh, according to Legatim Institute and their 2014 Prosperity Index. Norway is the most prosperous country on earth, followed very closely by Switzerland, then New Zealand, Denmark, Canada. Sweden, Australia, Finland, of course, another another of the darlings of the left. Mm -hmm. they well, what about Finland? Finland has socialism. <laughs> what about Finland and Norway? Norway and Finland. Finland and Norway. They're great. Finland, what about Norway? Then the Netherlands. And then coming in, coming in at number 10 on the list is the United States Still of top 10, though. Still top right, 10. Wait, right above a nation, by the way, that, uh, that had an entire country collapse and all of their currency go down the tubes, Iceland. And, and their new constitution yeah. was drawn up on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter and Facebook. Hey, send us your suggestions on Twitter and Facebook and we'll put it in our constitution for you. What do we know about the Legatum uh, Institute, Jeffy? 
Legatum Institute? Yes, the Legatum uh, I just subscribed. Did you? Oh, okay. just so you're just kind of getting up to speed on Legatum? I'm not sure exactly everything that well, they provide. Why did you decide, why did you subscribe before you figured out what they, they provided? Because I thought, you know, that sounds kind of... Sounds like a good institute. It does. Yeah. It does. Legatum? You're just like, I like the sound, it rolls off my tongue. <laughs> Seriously, is that a left-wing, right-wing organization? The reason why I wonder is Norway performed um, best on social capital. What yeah. is social capital? Anyone know what? I, how would you define social capital I, without looking? I, I don't know. Let me guess. The most giant government programs? Uh, Probably. You know, let, yes. me read their, uh, let me read this to you. Yeah, read it to us. Uh, Legatum is a private United Arab Emirates-based investment organization and think tank. Its headquarters are in Dubai. Okay. Mm. So that tells you a little something about it. It would be interesting. I would like but, to see what they're... Because, I mean, social capital to me is it's not a thing, right? It's, you're it's, making it's up some definition thing. of something it's else. It's bullcrap. Yeah. Yeah. This whole list is bullcrap. Because the United States is and has always been and continue well always since you know the what late 1800s continues to be the most prosperous nation on earth when you look at people's income and uh the taxes we take from them and what they take home compared to what everybody else on earth takes home we are by far the most prosperous nation on earth yeah i mean by far yeah i mean it's it's not even close it's us and then i think switzerland is second and they're way behind us so this is nonsense, but they, they base this on the economy, supposedly, entrepreneurship. Yeah, look at these. Entrepreneur, economy, okay, the general measure of the economy, okay, you that's think, fine. right? Entrepreneurship. Okay. Okay, that's a good one. That's, that's a good you're one. You're talking about prosperity. And I would imagine we rank not as high as we used to in entrepreneurship. Probably not. However, <clears throat> Norway finished uh, worst in entrepreneurship. Yeah, so, so and they finished number one on the list. So how do you finish number one on the list and finish worst in entrepreneurship? Don't know. Then that's governance. Governance. Like, well, again, that is probably to some degree subjective. Yes, it's not, do it you is. have a stable government? It it's, you know, is your government do the things that we think it should do? Now, the fourth on the list is education. And you know that's the availability, the access. What kind of access do people have? Well, free in college. Norway and Finland, they have free everything. Mm -hmm. They have free elementary. They have free high school. They have free college and, so, and to be you know clear, I know you're probably screaming this at your television. We have put the word free in air quotes. Uh, we know it's not free it's not at free. all, but they would describe it as free. Yes. Uh, personal freedom is uh, next, and then health. So health. Do they have a free health care? It's free health care. Free. Free health care. Health care. Uh, security and then social capital. So that's what they based it on. So this is a bogus list. So I bet security. Still, we're tenth. I bet we get penalized for security because of. Evil guns. I'll bet you're right. There's too many guns. I'll bet you're right. You know, it's that type of thing. And it's like, yeah. well, look, you know, this happened with um, how good is your health care system? And we ranked like 29th <laughs> or something behind Lithuania. Michael Moore made a big deal about that. And mm -hmm. when you look at the way those, those studies were broken down, they were ridiculous. In there essentially was built in how did the government provide health care? in the in the the way it was decided so the only way you could rank high on the list is is does the government su supply health care if you don't have universal health care then you can't rank high on the list well then of course we don't rank high on the list we have the best outcomes of of any of these uh uh countries and then they point to things like well uh you know uh, what's the uh, the live birth rate uh, what's the what's the uh, life expectancy? These are all things that that have many other factors that play into them. Things like uh, car accidents, 
You know, you know, for example, it's a big effect on life expectancies. A lot of people die in car wrecks because we drive everywhere. Well, not everyone does that. You know, places like, uh, you know, in Europe, they don't they don't drive like we do. They don't commute 70 miles to work. Also, because of our availability to delicious food, Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, high propensity for heart attacks. But that's not a bad thing. That's a wonderful thing. Those are (laughs) those are fantastic heart attacks. You know, like it's a sign that your country look, you can make your own decisions, but it's a sign your country is is prosperous, free free one with lots of options. And isn't that what this is supposed to be a prosperous country? I mean, that's that's a sign of prosperity. We can eat what we want when we want. It's almost always available to most of us. And that's so. not to say, by the way, we are, you know, we're going the right direction here. We are going no. the wrong direction on this list. And, you know, usually there's a there's a um, I think it's Heritage Foundation that does a list similar to this every year. And usually we are da- a few down the list, but we're behind other, the, 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 totally different countries like Hong Kong on this list finishes 20th. It yeah, almost and Singapore. Always, Singapore, and is Singapore another one. at 18th. Those almost always finish first yeah. in, in the uh, heritage. Vibrant economies with uh, really uh, excellent entrepreneurship. Uh, They really encourage entrepreneurs in their nations. Um, So after us and Iceland, at number 12 was Ireland, then the UK, Germany, Austria, Luxembourg, Belgium, Singapore, clear down at 18th, Japan at 19th, and then Hong Kong at number 20. I mean, those are countries that are generally pretty darn prosperous. So... Yeah, you can take this with a uh, grain of salt from the Legatum Institute. Now, France and Spain didn't even make the list. No, France was, uh, I have that here somewhere. France was well down on the list. Um, Just looking to see if I have it here. Well, they're busy taxing everyone 95%. I think it's only 75%, Jeffy. Let's (laughs) not exaggerate. Yeah, France was France was just out of the top twenty, oh, and then and then there was Italy was like thirty seventh, so they're not doing well. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. There's more patents too coming up. Speaking of food, oh, where, 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 where is it? Food? Yeah, I thought we weren't we just talking about the availability of food? yes, and it's not available. Huh. We're not even in the top ten. This country sucks. Why don't we have food? Where's the food? Finally, uh, a new report shows exactly what I've been talking about. How long have I been ringing this bell on oh global warming as and long climate weirding? As I can remember. Yeah. Well, our, we- our weather is really weirding. Have you guys noticed that? It's weirding. Yes, yes, that's a good word for it. We should say that a lot more often. It's is, weirding our weather. It's weirding our weather. Mm-hmm. Our weather is weirding. You know why? Because it's weird and there's change. And? And it's hot. And? Cold. And, and Corey Gardner banned birth control. Okay, that's right. That's right. Why did he do it? Damn him. Why did he do it? Yeah, but I he doesn't I have the ability to do it. I but used why to like, did he do it? I used to like him. And then he banned birth control. Yeah. And then you know what he also did? Uh, was he took away Pell Grants from my little brother. <laughs> he did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, just, I, knew, I, I knew about the birth control. I didn't know. Yeah, he took Pell away Pell Grants. He's too. not denying science, though, is he? Yeah, he'd always oh, been a science denier from way back. Corey Gardner's a Oh, he's one of the worst people living on the face of the planet today. Uh, UN Climate Change Report is warning now of severe, pervasive attacks and effects of global warming. The world, get this, okay, the world is on course to experience 
severe and pervasive negative impacts, not positive, negative impacts from climate change unless it takes rapid action to slash its greenhouse gas emissions, according to a major UN report. Flooding, dangerous heat waves, ill health, violent conflicts. Wait, hmm. violent conflicts are among the likely risks if temperatures exceed two degrees Celsius above the pre-industrial levels. The report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change will say when it comes out. <laughs> Would you always know in advance for some bizarre reason? I don't know. Why not just it, release it then if we already know what it, it says? It does kind of seem know? like the initial report gets thrown out there to see what the reaction is, and then it changes according to that reaction. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, I remember they did this with um, uh, one of the, uh, it came, the... The initial report said they were, you know, pretty sure about uh, man-made global climate change. And then all the climate activists said, pretty sure? How dare you? And then when it came out, it was like, super extra, super sure. We are mega Doppler sure now. <laughs> now we're really when sure. When we pre-released the report, we were only pretty sure, but now it's super mega Doppler. <laughs> Here's what I like, though. We've always known, okay, about the flooding, right? Mm -hmm. We know about the dangerous heat waves of and course. the ill health. We now know that. Okay. The we, they've health. eliminated uh, more frequent and more intense hurricanes. That's gone. The equation that's gone because we haven't had a freaking hurricane yep. in about a hundred years. Tornadoes, tornadoes, gone too. Uh, this, that, that seems to be gone. That's not a part of this. Now, they snow, no snow or a lot of snow, not a part of this. Mm -hmm. Now, that's all gone now. That's but, what, all... but what's here is something that I've been screaming about forever. What about the violent conflict? Thank you. What about when it gets two degrees hotter? Everybody is going to go to is war. Freaking out. Everyone will go to war when it's two mm -hmm. degrees hotter. Well, when you get warm, you get, agitated. You, can do. you get agitated and you mm -hmm. go out there and you start killing people. You start killing Not people. everybody just does it on a normal day like Jeffrey. Most people need a little heat. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And the first thing you want to do is man up your army and you start rolling the tanks yeah. oh, through yeah. various, it doesn't matter what city it is. Like I, we could invade Ottawa. I don't care. Yeah. But if it gets two degrees uh, warmer, watch our tanks start to roll. And I don't, I don't care if it's into Mexico. I don't care if it's into Canada. I don't care if we attack Botswana. No. It, we just need to attack That's someone. That's a thought, okay. too. It is. You start talking about Because then it reminds you of like something you don't like to talk it, about. I know. About what? You start thinking about the invasion. <laughs> I start thinking about the time. You know, Not Operation Urgent Fury. The Grenada. Oh, no. Oh, I, I love spice. I don't know why you guys keep, you know, you keep reminding me. I, I'm sorry. You talk about it. I don't like Apologize. to talk about it. You keep bringing it up. I know. No, you're right. I, um, Rolling tanks. And, mm -hmm. I, I will tell you. I have never told you. Did you, you get this. a tank on the island of Spice? Um, Do you remember? <laughs> I know it's such a, t you don't want to bring it up in your memory. I don't like to think about it. Yeah, I didn't think you took tanks against the pitchforks there on the island. But, That's true. Uh, yeah. We've all been there, though, Pat. Oh, um, my gosh. One day, I woke up, and I put on a sweater mm -hmm. uh, because I had the air conditioning on in the house. It was a little chilly. Mm -hmm. And then I walked out, and it was pretty warm. And that day, I wiped out a small village in Senegal. <laughs> Uh, it did? I just wow. I just felt the need. I was too warm. Right. Um, so I just couldn't you have just taken off your sweater? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't at the time. You in retrospect, yeah. Mr. 2020 over here uh, apparently knows <laughs> I'm Mr. Perfect uh, has never massacred a village of people in, in Senegal because he was wearing a sweater that was too warm. Okay, uh, it's news to me. That you can have that sort of restraint, but it's nice. It's nice for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm in the extra special, the super Doppler human. I, I mean, Do you know you what know, I mean? The, the theory behind this, by the way, is that because, when, because they've been so right so often for mm -hmm. so long 
that they are going to correctly predict where all of the, you know, there will be a water shortage here and there will, there will be natural resource shortages in areas because of global warming and then the countries will go to war over those resources. Now, look, you know, they've been trying to blame Syria on this. Uh, well, it's been pretty dry in Syria. That's probably why ISIS is there. That's probably why. What? Yeah, it was what? probably why uh, ISIS is doing really? this. Yeah, because it was dry in because Syria. Because it was dry in Syria and people get desperate and they need Nothing food. Nothing leads to, do with to terrorism yeah. like dryness. Right, that's true. Like if you have dry skin, mm -hmm. you're going to war. Oh, forget uh, you're going to become, you're going to probably strap on a suicide vest. Let me just throw this out here. Nobel Peace Prize. Thank toe you. juice. Thank you. Toe, toe juice. juice. Just... Dry skin leads to war. What about combination skin? Will oh, it take well, care of that? Oh, it'll take care of that. Okay. Pat. It'll right. take care of all wars. Um, but uh, <laughs> I will say that uh, they really are trying to push that sort of stuff because, again, like you have to constantly up the terror. You yeah. have to constantly oh, yeah. up the because fear. the amount of terror they have done so far and thrown out there is not working. No, so look, they have to escalate it. Look, as much as people, you know, they try to make people believe this. People don't believe Miami is going to be under twenty feet of water next year. They don't no. believe that. No, they know that's not true. So they have to constantly make the the fears worse. Mm -hmm. New categories of fear, new horrible things that can happen to you because of global warming. And when it's not warming, they say weirding. Let me just say this: we've upped our terror. Now up, up yours. yours. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, here was uh, John Coleman, who is the founder. Don't call him the co-founder of the Weather Channel. That pisses him off. It does piss him off. Here is the founder of the Weather Channel <laughs> talking about this climate weirding. It's nice to be on CNN. Hello to all your viewers. I resent you calling me a denier. That is a, a word meant to put me down. I'm a skeptic True. about climate change. And I want to make it darn clear, Mr. Kenny is not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO mm -hmm. of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot of cable news. Hold on for a minute. I'm not done. And <laughs> CNN done has taken it. a very strong position like on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to oh, the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. Mm -hmm. There is no significant man-made global warming now. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney. Mm -hmm. And yes, it, is, it has mm -hmm. become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform. And I regret it's become political instead of scientific. Mm -hmm. But the science mm -hmm. is on my side. I love this guy. Yeah. I, love I, I love this guy. Uh, he's absolutely right. He is. And I think he points out something very interesting there, which is how they get over these claims of uh, consensus, is how they come up with them. As he pointed out there, there, there's no reason to believe there's any significant impact from uh, man-made uh, climate yeah, change. Yeah, he's not denying that he there might be, it might be some. Yeah. It's just not significant. So what people like Al Gore do is say, well, a lot of scientists, every scientist agrees man-made global warming. Well, okay, the man-made global warming you're talking about is a 20-foot sea level rise in Miami, right? The man-made global warming he's talking about, he's saying there's, there could be an impact, but it's not significant. And that's where the real d d uh, discussion is. It's this mm -hmm. idea that because people like John Coleman will allow for uh, some man-made impact, although he doesn't believe it's significant, they count him in the consensus. Right. We saw this with Dr. Roy Spencer as well on the clip. On, I think that was on CNN too, wasn't it? 
I think was so. Piers yes. Morgan? I can't remember yeah. what show that was on. But he was the same thing. He's like, if you come on here and you say uh, that is the definition of consensus, then I am also involved in the consensus. And you all think I'm a Holocaust denier. Yeah. It's, it's this, it's this, they try to expand and make this big tent that everybody agrees with them, and then people don't question their claims. And here was a little more from uh, John Coleman, because he was so good with Stelter. There are 31,000 scientists who have signed they a petition that says it is, it is not valid, that my position is correct, and we'll keep battling, and uh, we, we will prevail in time, but I don't know wow. if we'll do it in my lifetime. I do hope viewers are Googling the data you're sharing, because I do think it's skewed. I have to say mm. that. I want to well, ask it's, it's you all, about the weather. No, it's not true, and I, I hope you will uh, go to the websites that present the papers that show that none of this... Uh, alarmism about ice and heat waves and drought. None of it is happening. Is the Weather Channel part of the conspiracy? conspiracy. Well, the Weather Channel has bought into it. As I say it, they've drunk the Kool-Aid. <laughs> but so is all the media. That's no big surprise. <laughs> so Stelter is really... Yeah. Uh, really skewed there. Oh, yeah, it's not a conspiracy. Okay. It's not it's, a conspiracy. Yeah. It's a scientific it's disagreement. It's uh, you know, and, 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 and the fact that only one side is pre 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 uh, presented on television in most cases, or it's pre the other side is presented like you just saw, right. that's part of the issue why well, you know, people don't really understand the issue. Stelter's point was, when he set up the interview uh, at the very beginning, we didn't see it here, but when he sets up the, uh, the interview at the very beginning with Coleman, he says, I, I, I want to make it clear, this notion that there are two sides yeah. is not accurate. Yeah. There are not two sides to the issue? No. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. discussion yeah. is, the only thing there are two sides on is what to do about it. And to yeah. Brian's credit, I, I would rather have that approach, uh, somebody admitting that they're not looking at the other side. I'd rather have That's someone true. being honest and saying, look, you know what, I'm not even looking at their arguments, yeah, I don't believe them. It's um, easier to show how preposterous they are. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I appreciate him being honest on that. What he's yeah. talking about, by the way, with the 31,000 uh, signatures is something called the Oregon Petition, mm -hmm. um, which was uh, an effort by people who were skeptical of, of, of global warming to get scientists to come onto that petition. It was... A pretty long time ago that that uh, that came out, um, and if I remember right, the, the, probably what Brian is talking about it was not thirty-one thousand climate scientists; it were people with PhDs in the in the physical sciences. I think there were nine thousand PhDs. It was nine thousand PhDs, and yeah. I don't remember the, what the number was as far as uh, actual climate scientists. The others were experts, uh, and many of them were you know. Well, yeah. all, well, we have to take a break, but there was a, we can go look, go look up the Oregon petition. There, the left has problems with it, but there are a lot of scientists oh, who like we don't have problems with their nonsense. Yeah, I have problems with theirs too. Yeah, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Back with more in just a second. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, tweet coming in. Patents do. I've always thought Island of Spice was some veiled reference to pornography. Oh. Jeffy oh. is creepy is the hashtag. I'll tell you what, um, they could make fun all they want, but the Island of Spice is no veiled attempt at pornography. It was an ugly it's no, and no laughing matter either, my right. friend. 
Jeffy, Am I right? Uh, if you, in case you don't know, we, Jeffy uh, was involved uh, in the invasion of uh, Grenada. Of Grenada. Mm -hmm. uh, in what year was it, Jeffy? I don't even know. Uh, 1983. Well, did you, I would like him to say it, one of these things. All right. Um, so, Jeffy, when you when you entered the island. He has no idea. I don't even like that. He, did, yeah, he was even, not involved in it. I don't even like to talk about it. He has never served our country anything but pornography. Uh, and uh, I mean, we may have looked at some after we took the island. Are you burping? Like Why? It. Do you have indigestion? Why? Like I'm, I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up when I think <laughs> is about Is that what story. that is? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I mean, when, listen, you can make huh? jokes all you want. but No, we don't want to. But we don't want to. Urgent fury at the time was important uh -huh. work. Is it, it was important work? Is it because still important work? Why? Well, it was. We had to take the Why? Let's communism. say let's say Grenada with communist. Let's say it was still communist today. How would you want to think the geopolitical you don't even want to think something that horrific makeup of the was communism. You know that globe have changed. Island of Spice is somewhat isolated in that it is an island. Well, but all the spices come from there, right? Is that correct? Every spice you can name. Right. Yeah, Tell us everybody. about some of the spices that come from the island. I can't, I can't talk about that. I yeah, it's I too painful. Right too painful. You can't right, right now. I you never some. can come up with a detail <laughs> of this invasion. We lost good men. <laughs> yeah, well, that we is did, true. But you didn't that is true. know we any of good them. Good men on that. Day. We did. You don't know mm -hmm. any of them. Well, not now. They're dead. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back. Back with more of this. Unfortunately, next. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's election day. Yay! And as you can see over here on our twenty fourteen Senate races board, uh, as provided by uh, Stu Berger, his uh, you want to do the uh, Carol Merrill or Vanna White kind of thing and uh, show us that uh, he has come up with fifty three Republican seats. Yes, compared to forty seven Democrat. So uh, I kind of made these try to put them in <coughs> columns of how I'm most sure this is going to go. And we're going to be doing this all tonight mm -hmm. uh, for our election coverage, which starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. So please join us. Pat and I will both be there. <laughs> Jeffy uh, will be passed out drunk. Um, so these states over on the far corner <laughs> corners are the ones I'm you know, pretty much sure are going to go this way. Uh, Arkansas, Kentucky, I think, unfortunately, in some ways, McConnell's going to hold that seat. I kind of wish he had a really close election or maybe one by one vote. Mm -hmm. That's kind of mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. Oh, 8 Eastern, I'm sorry. I said 7 Eastern, I'm being told. Uh, South Dakota actually looked to be kind of getting closer at one point because there's a third-party candidate there, but that one looks pretty much like a sure thing. Mississippi, I couldn't cast my vote for Thad Cochran. That's, I just couldn't do it. <clears throat> I could not bring myself to do that. Because he, love it. he loves animals? Is that why? Well, he loves them too much. He's done indecent or unspeakable much, things. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, just because he's done unspeakable things, does that mean he loves too well, much? Yes, I would say that by, by the way he said unspeakable, mm -hmm. he's defining what he's done as too horrific to actually speak out loud. 
Um, so he himself is making that distinction. So you're taking it as a negative connotation. Yeah, unspeakable. unspeakable. Yeah, you, you think it was so good? <laughs> so good. Was, uh, he I would it? think it was so good he didn't have words to describe how Thank wonderful you. it was. Because we've all been through that. <laughs> Well, Jeffy, about all. walk us through your last experience doing unspeakable things to animals. You really want that? No. no. Okay, no. so these uh, states, I think, are pretty much sure. Democrat over here. Uh, Michigan, there was hope for that for the Republicans. Never really panned out. Virginia, Oregon, I never really thought. Al Franken, very small chance he gets defeated, unfortunately. Uh, New Mexico, New Jersey, Illinois, no huge surprises there. So these, these states are the ones I kind of have in the, uh, which could be toss-ups. Although, again, you're a wuss if you have anything in your toss-up area on election day right the point is to make a freaking prediction it's election day um you know tomorrow we'll move them all out of the toss-up uh, area tomorrow we'll be able to say who wins kansas and we'll take it out of our toss-up category um but here as far as these goes i these go i would say the most unsure are new hampshire for the democrats um and then these these starred races here for republicans have some sort of uncertainty. Kansas too. really is up in the air because Pat Roberts is actually, I think, trailing yep. in polls. He's actually behind. The reason why I have him as I actually think there's a, you know, gun to my head, I would say I think Roberts is going to lose. Um, he could easily pull it out. I mean, it's very close. But the guy who's running against him is not a Democrat. They pulled the Democrat off the election ballot. So mm. Democrats will go in there with no options. They will see either the Republican, who they can't stand, or this guy, or I think it's Susie Orman. Uh, Susie Orman is running against him. Uh, and Susie... Like the Susie Orman? <laughs> well, that's actually a guy, and his last name's the same. Um, but I just keep thinking of Susie Orman every time I see oh, his name, so okay. I'm just saying Susie Orman is running. Uh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I didn't like hear the Susie, Susie Orman. Orman. Yeah, Susie Orman is she running She should be better than the third-party candidate. Yeah, she, no, should be, she should really be polling should. better, right? I'm surprised. <laughs> um, but uh, so if she uh, or he wins, um, he <clears throat> has said in the most inexplicable moment of the entire election season that he will caucus with the winner. So if the Republicans have the, uh, the uh, majority, the, he will caucus with Republicans. If Democrats have the majority, he will caucus with Democrats. I, I don't know how you get away with that. I, I've never heard of anyone even attempting that before. The other thing, too, is if it comes down to 50 seats, if it's 50 to, uh, 50 to 49 Republicans leading, then what does he do? If it's, a, if it's a long, drawn-out conclusion, we might not know until January. And that's because of these runoffs. These, these starred races are the ones that are very close, and we probably won't know the outcome of right away. Kansas is just a really close election, but we don't know where he's going to caucus. Georgia goes into a runoff. The runoff, if no one gets 50% in Georgia, doesn't happen until after the next Senate starts. So we're talking... I think it's January 7th? Yeah, it's just stupid. Why stupid. would you do that? Why, why, why not do it in why December? Why would you do that? I don't know. Because that's what stupid. Louisiana does. If, if no one gets 50% in Louisiana, they will have a runoff election on December 5th, I think mm -hmm. it is. And then uh, Alaska is another weird situation. You have polls in Alaska that don't, start, uh, don't close until 1 a.m. Now, then you have the whole process of trying to count votes in Alaska, which is very difficult. And then, in addition to that, lots of absentee ballots, because I think the closest poll to any home is 900 miles. Uh, so most, well, you know, a lot of people do mail their ballots in. You have to trek on an ice boat across 900 mm -hmm. miles to vote. It's very difficult. Um, so uh, those, two, those four races are really up in the air. And then Colorado, too, is, is one where... I mean, you know, could go you, either way. I just can't believe Colorado is just going to come around and be an elector Republican. It's just difficult. However, they Hope might so. not, not only get Colorado where the, pre, uh, the early vote numbers look great for Republicans, they may also get a Republican governor out of that uh, as mm. Hickenlooper. 
which the worst name in politics might actually lose, which would be great. And then Joni Ernst in Iowa, I think, I think is going to hold, is going to win Iowa, which is However, that's a big upset, by the way. And again, Tea Party getting no credit for that one. Yeah, uh, this is one of those races where we were told that she's crazy. She's talking about castrating hogs in her commercials. We, she can't win. And it she worked. Might win. Yeah, she it, might it looks win. like it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate thing about uh, Colorado and the Republican Chris Gardner or Cory Gardner winning there is that Cory Gardner banned birth control. Thank you. Uh, and that would be a real shame if he won. After banning birth control. Well, because I, I thought that was in the future. If he gets elected, he will ban birth no, control. No, he's, he's already banned birth, birth control. How did he do that he without even, having, without even, even having the Senate seat? I don't know. He's, Cory Gardner is a sneaky, he's a sneaky bastard. He's, uh, he did a lot of things. First of all, took away Pell Grants. He cut Pell Grants completely. They're gone. What, you about, your, what about your little brother? Yeah, he's not going to be able to go to school now. You've been talking about your little brother. My little brother, who's younger, who's younger than my, my oldest son. Yeah, he is significantly uh, can, younger. Can now not go to uh, college. That's thanks sad. to Cory Gardner. Thanks to Cory Gardner. Banning birth control. The only thing I, I, I do Grants. like about Cory Gardner is that he admits our weather is weirding. And that is important. No, he doesn't. He doesn't admit it. What? He's a science denier. He denies Corey science. Cory Gardner what denies science. Oh, wow. That's right, Sweet Pea. Oh, thank you. So. <laughs> I'm just a silly girl, and I don't understand the issues. <laughs> I went through an entire debate about banning birth control with no knowledge that Cory Gardner did it until you told me, honey, just because you wanted to have a heck of a lot of sex tonight. Thank you for filling me in. Maybe the worst commercial ever done by Seriously. Uh, the NARAL group against Cory Gardner. Triple eight seven two seven back Now, if this scenario doesn't play out and Democrats win uh, all the elections that we think they're not going to, uh, and they keep control of the Senate, you just may want to move abroad. And uh, fortunately, HSBC uh, has come up with a really good list of countries overseas that are very friendly to Americans to live in. Uh, the 20 best places to live overseas. It's a survey that's based on experience, economics, and raising your kids abroad with subcategories for each group. And uh, here's the top 20 overall. Number 20 is Belgium. Um, why? Because uh, health care. Yeah. And, and you get, uh, see, like, this is again, it's another one of these lists. It's another one. Yeah. Now, HSBC is a, is a Chinese it's a bank. bank, right? It's a, isn't it a Chinese is bank? It? I thought it was. Um, I'm not sure. I thought it was. Uh, I could be wrong on that. But again, that doesn't mean anything, you know, per se. It just, They're you big wonder, here in America. I yeah, know that. They are. They are. Uh, Malaysia, number 19. Uh, Japan at 18, Russia 17. Come on, now, Russia. there's no way I would move to Russia, Russia? in this environment. No. Is there going, any way you would? Here's, they say in terms of economics, expatriates report middle-of-the-road income but high disposable income. Quality of child care and education is good but expensive. But the freedom, do, do you take that into con consideration? Do you... <laughs> I mean, the danger factor, the... <laughs> the question, the fact that you'll actually be murdered if you go there. Yeah, that's, that's a bad thing. Uh, then there's Vietnam. I can't imagine this either. While Vietnam ranks highly in economics, the country really shines in disposable income ranking second. Everything costs less, from transportation to entertainment. Great public transportation makes domestic travel easy in this communist nation uh, that we have fought hard to keep from becoming communist. But apparently it's... <laughs> I guess it's a great place to live. Uh, then at number 15, United Arab Emirates. I believe this. I, I bet you the UAE 
is a great place to live. Yeah, if you got the if you have the money to to live there, I mean, very it is, expensive. You want to talk about because I a couple of these places are on the list of thing places I want to go before I die. Yeah, you know, and what, I wouldn't want to live there, but I'd love to visit Russia. Mm. I want to go to Chernobyl, which is actually Ukraine, but mm -hmm. I, you know, I definitely want to. I, I do want to do that. I'm I'm dying to do that. And then the other part is I I would love to go to Dubai. Um, and uh, I because I think it's a fascinating place, uh, you yeah. know. But just to go, like, to take a vacation there, the flights are insane. It's like you're going on Virgin Intergalactic. I know it's like nine hundred thousand dollars. Nine hundred thousand dollars, and then to mm -hmm. anything, anything there is incredibly expensive. And it's because it's essentially they talk about it as the Vegas of Europe. So like Europe, the Europeans that want to go on a crazy vacation where they can do whatever they want, go to Dubai. A sandwich, a ham sandwich with cheese on it. Uh, with Swiss cheese costs over $700. That's true. He's actually right on that. Mm -hmm. I thought he was making a joke. He's no, actually, that's, I'm not. That's it's actually over $700. $700. For ham and cheese. So don't go, don't go there. Then you got Oman. Uh, may have modest oil and gas reserves compared with its neighbors, but the country has made good use of them. And so they have a higher st high standard of living. Apparently, the economy is really strong, especially for expats. Mm. So, um, yeah. Then they got uh, uh, Qatar at thirteen, Australia at twelve, um, which I, I could see Australia being a cool place to live. Australia, I'd love to. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd love to. For, I'd love to just experience it for a year or two. Yeah. And then come back home. But that would uh, be a great place to live. Um, number eleven is Canada. Um, Wouldn't mind that either. Interesting about Canada, uh, not overseas. Uh, <laughs> that is the interesting thing. Interesting thing about that yeah, is very, it's actually not overseas it's a good at all. observation uh, on your parts, too. I do, of course. Uh, I like Canada. I mean, it, it, I've been to only Toronto and Montreal, to now, be fair. But I, I do like both of those cities a lot. Let's investigate the word overseas. Right. Because it seems to indicate that you would have to cross over a sea. Yes, that's in order what to I was going there. for. That's what I was going for. Is there. that what you were going for? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because it, if you, you went through Montana and you got to... Um, <laughs> Saskatchewan, mm -hmm. let's say. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking you haven't crossed a sea. Right. Now, in mm. theory, you could cross a sea and then come back to go to Canada. <laughs> uh, but I don't, think that, I don't think it's a typical example of overseas. Yeah, no. No. Uh -uh. Hong Kong uh, at number 10, um, which is it's just an amazing place. I would yeah. like to go there. I don't know if I want to live there, but I would like to I go would not. for a vacation there. And it's while the headquarters cool. of HSBC is in London... They, this, they were founded in Hong Kong. Yeah, the HSBC stands for Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation. Does it really? So, yeah, I, that's, I guess, why I thought mm. it was. A, that's probably why yeah, you thought. But uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know if there's part ownership of that or whatever. That's just the name. And it's interesting, though. Um, I kind of thought it was bought fairly recently by... Uh, Maybe that's why the headquarters are in London. Now. Yeah. That's where they talk about it. So, that's, uh, so uh, Hong Kong is number 10. At uh, number 9 is India. There's no way I would move to come India. On. Come I, on. India is not one of the no. best places to live. No, it come is on. not. I, I, look, I've never <laughs> been to India. Maybe we have. Maybe no way. Is it is a third world nation. Yes. I'm not going to India. Now that doesn't mean there's not nice places. I mean, all of every place has awful uh, areas. Even the United States has areas you don't want to live in. Yeah, but, but I'm not going there. But yeah, I mean, India. No. Come on, I don't, I don't buy it. Taiwan? How about you Taiwan? Jeffy, you're in? No, I, I mean, we, just, we were just complaining because somebody tripped over the, the Wi-Fi box in this building and we couldn't get Wi-Fi. The other day, somebody tripped over some power line. The whole country lost their power. Stop. We're not going there. In India? Yeah. yeah. No, we're not going there. I mean, yeah. it, this is a country where, you know, at least by the media, and again, I don't... I, I'm not in India. I don't know their policies, but they basically make it seem like rape is legal there. Like a gang of 30 guys wants to rape your, your sister. Ah, that's good to go. Uh, no one will do anything about it. Is that I, right? I don't think. 
I don't think that's what I want. Uh, well, go with that. did no. you read the story about the the dad whose daughter told him? And, and this happened in a, in India just yeah. recently. Uh, the daughter came home, 14 years old, I think, and, and said that a 45-year-old acquaintance of the family had raped her. So he invited him over for dinner because of India's oh, right. rape laws uh -huh. and the way rape victims are treated in India. Uh -huh. He took it into his own hands. So he invites a guy over for dinner. Hey, say, hey, we'd love to have you come over for dinner. And the guy did. So he, did. he beat the crap out of him, knocked him unconscious, tied him to a chair, and then proceeded to torture and kill him. Uh, so, and then um, turned himself in. And then the turned himself in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Went directly said, hey, to the by, police. The, by the way, this is what mm -hmm. I just did. <laughs> you want, that's, that, that does not seem like an overseas no, not, place I'd no. like to frequent, to no. be honest. Uh, Taiwan's at number eight. 85% of expats like the local food, and the country is famous for uh, night markets with uh, numerous local specialties. At number yeah. seven is, is a place, uh, a one of your fan, hangouts. I'm a big fan You're of a big fan of Thailand, too, Thailand, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not... The, that's not the night marketplace, but uh, it's a different, yeah. <laughs> different thing. New Zealand at number six. A lot of people talk about New Zealand as being a great place to go. Um, it seems a little outdoorsy for me. I understand New Zealand has a really cool, and you wouldn't be interested in this probably, but they have a really cool, um, like, uh, Lord of the Rings or Hobbit setup. They've got a, um, uh, you know, the place with the, the little people. What do they call The Hobbits. Hobbit. Yeah, they have a Hobbit town. Hobbiton, and so it's a little. They got the Shire set up there. Oh, wow. Have you? Did you know that? Are you a fan yeah. of? Well, not really, but I mean, I'm kind of a fan of a bunch of little people running around. If that's it's what they're different have. again. This is a different, <laughs> different situation. Okay. Uh, number five. You should just probably keep your mouth closed the rest of the segment, if you would. Bahrain is a number five. Mm -hmm. Number four, Germany. No. Um, again, another place I don't want to go. Nice recovery from the Nazi period, though. I will say all the way up to number four. It, was, it would not have been a number four. Guys, if if I could just. You must read in the Garden of Beasts. Um, uh, I, I must say that. And I have. Okay, good. I have. Thank uh, you. Yeah, because you reread that and you're like, God, would anyone want to go to this place? I mean, when, yeah. when, back in the old the Nazi days, it was not a place you wanted to go uh, visit, and it got even uglier after that book ended. Uh, obviously, this is uh, you know Germany really has returned itself to a world power and just a great place to go vacation. It's holding up the entire economy for uh, for Europe. Europe. Uh, and has been for six or seven years. So, I mean, it really has made quite, uh, what a turnaround. I mean, think about our enemies of the past hundred years. I mean, yeah. Japan. And think about why. Think about how they recovered. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Because Thank you. we took care of everything, mm -hmm. including their security, so that they could then devote all their time and resources and energy to recovering. Mm -hmm. I, economically speaking, we did that for Japan, and we did it for Germany. Japan, and so, yeah. Germany, Italy is another example. Yes. Um, uh, even the Soviet Union has come a long way, because uh, obviously it broke up, but parts of the Soviet Union are now legitimate allies. I mean, you know, uh, oh, places definitely. like Georgia, yeah. uh, Estonia, to some degree. Yep. Um, and then you go to, uh, you know, Russia. I mean, while it's not... Uh, positive and Vladimir Putin not they're certainly not an, uh, an ally by any means they have probably improved their country to some degree um, uh, for its people now you know people would somewhat disagree with that I guess but I mean I'd certainly much rather have what they have now than what they had where 20 million people were killed over a century mm -hmm. um, you know it's weird how that happens it does th these um, alliances break up and uh, and being an enemy with someone, 
you know, at times softens and you wind up being a, a really close ally. Um, I mean, Japan is a great ally of ours mm -hmm. now. I mean, these people, mm -hmm. they were bombing our, our troops on our islands. We dropped two nuclear bombs on them, and we're close allies now. It really is amazing how that yeah, happens. We kind of let bygones be bygones there, <laughs> and so did they. And so did they on that uh, one. Coming in at number three on the list is China. No, it is not. A country you wouldn't think would be at number three no. on this list, but it is. There it is right there, Stu. Yeah, I'm not going to try. Well, there are certainly downsides. To, yeah, you think to living in this communist country, like bad weather and mediocre health care. Oh, the by the way, oppression. Communism. You can't go on <laughs> Google and search for certain you're, things. You're going to talk about the weather when you're talking about communist country? Yeah, no. Like the weather? Yeah, the weather's no. really bad. No. No. <laughs> Uh, the positive factors are overwhelming. China's booming economy ranks first in the world for expat economics. I don't know. I, I I've got know no interest to be there. No, no. And I've heard from oil people who, who go there, and uh, I've had friends who've lived in China for a while. And, uh, I mean, they loved it. Yeah. But I would never, I don't have any interest no, in ever no. visiting China. Singapore is another example. I would like to see Singapore. And, and I'd I like would, to see it. I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to live there. It's an interesting society, though. It's, it's run in a totally different way. I think Singapore is the, the country that pays their politicians yeah, extraordinary like $2 million dollars yeah, a year. Millions to, of dollars. Mm -hmm. and, it's a, and their idea yep. is, just like in the business world, the, the, want the best they want the best people, so they pay huge amounts. Now, of course, you know our politicians get paid, in reality, even more than that. Because they leave and they get, you know, it just takes more time. They a lot of times leave office or they have to write books and make all their money like Obama has. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, uh, the, the idea is you pay them $2 million a year. First of all, you get the best people. Second of all, they're not interested in bribes. They've got all their money. You know, they don't, they don't need to go and, and, and deal with this stuff. And, and it's an interesting philosophy. I don't know that it's the right one. I think, you know, Washington talked about, uh, you know, getting no money. You were, you were, it was a part-time job. You went back and you worked on a farm afterwards. And he took none. And he took none. Um, and number one, and this one actually I've heard good things about, Switzerland. Um, yeah. Switzerland is, you know, Switzerland is the country that Ron Paul designated as the closest thing to libertarianism that he could point to. On our program, because I, I my question is uh, for libertarians, and, and I, you know I'm a uh, somewhat of a libertarian. I, I don't know that it, libertarians would, you know, are always purists, but um, not always, but many times are. I consider myself a you know, libertarian leaning conservative, um, and so. I, but one of the questions I've always had about libertarianism is if this is such a successful system, and here's a system that would work, and I I, I believe a lot of it would. Why hasn't it really been tried in the last? hundred years. Why doesn't anybody give it a whirl? Now, part of that is because uh, it takes away power from the leaders, and the leaders don't want to form a country in which they don't have power. So that is part of it. But another part of it is, uh, you know, it, you know it just, it's just never, no one has the balls to do it. No one has the balls to give you the freedom that you would need in a society like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess Switzerland is, is the closest uh, that you can come to that in, in, in this in the world, and they have other problems, but they have uh, a um, uh, out-of-pocket healthcare percentage, which is out astronomical, way higher than ours. It's oh, something really? like you pay for thirty-five percent of your healthcare out of pocket. I mean, that's oh, wow. close. Uh, I mean, it's mm. more than double what the people in the United States pay. Um, and they are, and of course, obviously, we've talked about their really interesting gun laws. And, and until recently, you were basically mm -hmm. you were assigned a weapon. To, you were required to have, a, to weapon. have a weapon, and that's changed a little bit recently. But I mean, they certainly understand the culture of firearms. They do. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too coming up.
happy Election Day. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, let's go to Jay in Georgia. Uh, Jay, you're on the Pat and Stu show. Welcome. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good. Appreciate y'all having me on. Thank you. Um, yeah, I went to go vote early this morning, and uh, the main race that I was looking at was the uh, Purdue Nun race. Sure. And I honestly, until I stepped up to the machine, did not know what I was going to do. I'm a, I'm Seriously? a pretty philosophical parent. Yeah, yeah. Now, wait. Um, for, so give us a little background, because I'm not super familiar with either of these candidates. I, I haven't paid much attention to Purdue. And I don't know that much about Nunn, except that she's she's the daughter of Sam Nunn, right? And so, ideologically, right. ideologically, how was it that you were so you were actually considering voting for her? No, no, I was considering voting for Purdue. Oh, okay. Purdue or the third third party? The third party. There's a, a libertarian running. Uh, and to be absolutely honest, I can't quite remember her name. She starts with an A. It's either Amanda or Allison. Yeah, and I, Allison, I, I don't I know. Amanda, Amanda Hoffman or something. About her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, she she has a very low profile. Uh, first, let me say I, I'm a fairly philosophical libertarian. I have been for a long time. I am very very disappointed with the libertarians as a party because I think you know over the past few election cycles, if, if there was any time for a for a political party to grow, put their their message out, get a few advertisements yeah. out and start getting numbers, that would have been the time. The fact that they mm-hmm. haven't shows the level of incompetence on the political party of the libertarianism. Yeah, and sure. So, By the way, it's Amanda Swafford as the as a candidate. Okay, that, that's right. Um, the issue I had was that uh, sometimes I do vote for Republicans if I think that they're libertarian enough, especially on, uh, on economic issues and issues of rule of law, mm-hmm. uh, socially. Specifically on gay marriage and things like that, I'm I'm more liberal and you know let everybody work themselves out. But uh, I don't think the Republicans are terribly good at pushing forward the things I disagree with them on socially. Mm-hmm. So it's generally pretty safe for me to vote for a Republican until these. <laughs> You you're actually voting. Man, this is interesting. Before you go on, Jay, let's just point out the fact that you are supporting Republicans because partially of their incompetence. <laughs> yeah, nice. well, that's. You know, if you, yeah. if you agree with somebody on something and disagree with them on something else, and they're not very good at doing the thing you don't like, well, you know. It's <laughs> That's great. Goal, you don't right? have to worry about it much. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's really funny. It's a really All funny right. way of thinking of it, and it makes a lot of sense, actually. So did you um, wind up voting so, for her? You wound up voting for the Libertarian? I did. I, I voted for the Libertarian. You know, the, the Senate is in the back of my head. Is the, just like Stu was saying, the Republican backstop against uh, further creep of, uh, yep. of rule of man over rule of law, which yep. is a big problem i have with the democrats right now mm-hmm. and they're yeah, this just their general fiscal policy we all realize in the long term is completely absurd not that the republicans are terribly much better when you look at it in the long term and uh the last republican i think i was tricked into voting for was uh saxby chambliss mostly oh, on the uh the, the uh yeah security issue that was going what, on at the time. what an yeah. unbelievable disappointment saxby chambliss oh, turned out to be yeah. you know, oh my gosh look at his his Senate uh, career, oh. and you're just like, this guy's from Georgia? Yeah, he's, yeah, you're right. He's yeah. awful. You would think he was a, a Maine or a New Hampshire or Massachusetts Republican, wouldn't you? The way he yeah. has voted, I the mean, way I he is, it, it's, it's I ridiculous. I'm going his way and saying, hey, great. Well, you know, I expected that from a, a Massachusetts, Connecticut, you know, New yep. England Republican, but not <laughs> yeah. from Georgia. 
Now, there are going to be people um, out there, Jay, that say, I can't believe this guy. He's handing the election to the Democrat. Explain your election rules and how that's not true. Well, we do go into a runoff if she can't get over 50 percent. And the way I explained it to my wife, who's going to go vote later and is wrestling with the same issues, is that if if none wins, if she somehow eats out over 50 percent, I am not at fault. The Republicans in my state are at fault for not attracting me. No, you've got to vote your conscience. But you have no impact on that because if your vote, your vote was never going to go to none. So the fact that you cast a vote that was not none means that you did your exactly. job. It yeah, doesn't, you did. doesn't matter yes. who you vote for because you're just trying to keep none under 50%. So this is why I really like this system. And, and the only thing I don't like about it is how late your too. runoffs are. Yeah. I don't understand that. Six. Your runoff should be today. It is the six. Either. Yeah, six. Um, but look, let's, frankly, there's a lot of things in Georgia politics that I don't understand, but she's my home state and I love her dearly. Sure, sure. You know, despite her, her warts. Is, um, is Georgia but, uh, a female? Mm-hmm. She is. Okay. All right. Okay. I didn't realize Have that. You ever That's seen interesting. My name's Georgia? <laughs> no, I've never seen a guy named George. That's a good point. I have not. Um, yeah, so so uh, so but, uh, I think you make the right decision there. I think, and this is why I really like this system. It's because you can make the principal decision and not feel not feel like you're letting down. I wouldn't uh, anyway. You, I, I wouldn't anyway, and here's yeah. why. If I'm voting yeah, my conscience, if I feel like one of them is, is the other two are bad, I'm going to vote for the third party. I, I'm going to vote my conscience and my principles and values. But, like, you don't – there's still a part of you that says, okay, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did what I did. But, you know, I, I don't want none to be elected, and I hope I didn't help. And this, this, with this system, you can't help. Yeah. Because right. as long as you cast a vote yeah, that right. is not none, you're doing your job. What, no matter what you select, because you're going to have a chance to go back and vote for Purdue later, which I'm sure you'll probably I do, guess Jay. I could have helped Purdue get over 50%, but if it goes to a runoff in Georgia, I can't believe she's not going to win yeah. anyway. And at that point, yeah. Yeah. people got to make their own choices. The other big issue I had with it, though, is that it's, it's one of these Bush-Clinton things here in Georgia. You've got none who's the daughter of a major Georgia politician, and you've got Purdue who's the cousin of a major Georgia politician. And I'm just, I've gotten to the point I distrust these political dynasties so much. I think that they're going to want to achieve power and prestige for their mm-hmm. family's name. Mm-hmm. And they, they may do good things, but I think that that makes them more susceptible to being swayed towards that crony capitalism, mm-hmm. corrupt side of, mm-hmm. of power, you know, especially Republicans. And I do think that I have I don't think the political party, Big L Libertarian, is going to go anywhere because of their incompetence in going anywhere so far. So I'd really, really like to send a message to the Republicans that my vote is gettable if you represent my libertarian values, which Mm -hmm. some Republican candidates do and some don't. And if I vote for a libertarian instead of a Republican, when they're looking at those returns, hopefully eventually they'll get the message, we lost these voters that we could have gotten. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, especially in your system, I'm totally with you. I, there are times, that, and thanks for the call, Jay. I appreciate it. That's a good, that's a good breakdown of Georgia. Um, you know, in Texas, where we are, many times they're just Republican versus nobody. It's just, uh, you know, it's an empty ballot outside of the Republican. There are a lot of times, though, and this is pr- probably fairly unique, um, is that it's Republican versus Libertarian. Those are the only two options. And in those races, a lot of times I sit back and think, you know, depending on what the job is, you know, the Republican's going to win. Let's be honest about it. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the Libertarian is going to get some uh, some level of vote in that election. Has a chance. You know, like I think there was one last year. It was like train commissioner or something. I was thinking to myself, who do I want wanting a train? Who do I want managing the train system of Texas? 
I think I'd rather have a libertarian doing that. I mean, it's it's sort of an Ayn Rand uh, uh, stance. You know what? Train commissioner? Eh, Republicans, you don't get that one. I don't know why. But the point is, I know the Republicans are going to win, and I like to send the message that I would like the Republican Party to be more libertarian. I don't want the Libertarian Party either, to be perfectly honest. As, he, as uh, the caller pointed out, Jay... They've been incredibly incompetent. They have not been able to take advantage at all of this libertarian wave that's happened in this country. And the only way that really that has happened has been Republicans, libertarians running inside the Republican Party. That's really been the only impact we've seen from that. When I look down at a ballot and I see train commissioner, I think... I don't want anybody right. as train commissioner. That's why I voted I libertarian. I don't want there to one. be <laughs> yes. a train commissioner. A libertarian so is what like... what is that for in the year 2014? Right. And you figure a libertarian <laughs> is going to be on. like dismantling it from the inside. That's why I voted for him for that. A train That's commissioner? A, it's a good train of thought. Right. Ah, see, what, see what I wow. did? There? Did you see oh, that? You got more patents, too. And more puns like that. Uh, hopefully not it's coming up. pun Tuesday. On <laughs> <laughs> the program. Good morning, everybody. Good the morning. beautiful morning of the afternoon time. Who are you going to vote for for bumper car commissioner? I'm very interested in that one. Uh, All right, 888-727-BECK. A while ago we were talking, I guess, this, was this on radio? We were talking about GMOs and, and you were defending them? Uh, yes. yes. And you were, you were saying everything should be genetically modified? My belief is, and I think I've talked about this before, that we should genetically modify babies to have 12 arms. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It, I, if, if I've heard you say it once... Uh, I've heard you say it a billion times. Yeah, and a billion times. Look, you know, it's, it's true. Uh, I mean, you're you the guy who arm- drinks Rumsfeld Plague every day. Look at it right there. See? Rumsfeld Plague. I see that? Uh, that's because Rumsfeld put a plague in uh, the mm-hmm. diet soda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, uh, and, uh, uh-huh. and I'm uh, filled with the plague right and now. And you're filled with it. Uh, it's been terrible. Uh, terrible plague that I'm filled with. Uh, so. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, look, I. We've talked, we've talked a little bit about this. I've done some stuff on Wonderful World of Stew about it. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a little bit. And, and mm-hmm. you, know, you know, we, of course, give each other the hardest of times on the radio. But, I mean, like, in reality, <laughs> like, I, I don't care if you, eat, if you don't want to eat genetically modified foods. I mean, like, that's totally, you know, you, a lot of people now are, ma- are making a really freaking good business mm-hmm. out of providing the alternative. Oh you, you go through the grocery store now, and you look around, and you see how many organic options there are. Yeah. Natural and organic. Almost Everything now is natural or organic. And I, I was just telling my wife as we were going through the grocery store the other day, it, it's kind of a scam because in a lot yes, of cases, there's no, there's nothing, there's no standard there. Correct. That, and, and I guess they're changing that a little bit in some of the industries, but in some of these, some of these food industries, the there's not. natural on that bad boy, yeah. it's all good. Oh, yes. Oh, organic, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. I, I guess you, it means you haven't used uh, pesticides for one thing. And, I, and yeah. Uh, or can you use a little bit of a pesticide? Right. Certain pesticides And you can use okay. certain pesticides. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, kind of a weird line there. And, and the other situation is, I think a lot of times, um, you know, private organizations, you know, because what you have is a left, and this is not Pat by any means, our organizations, they'll say, well, we need new laws. What we need is new laws, and new laws need to, we need to be able to define all these terms. We need to make sure that, uh, you know, any, no one can say any. We have a lot of private organizations who have gone through, like, there's these stupid chips I eat all the time, and a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, particularly because I'm a vegetarian, so they, everyone thinks that because I'm a vegetarian, I want to eat nothing but organic you know, uh, flaxseed 
And nothing could be further from nothing the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. I'm a weird combination on this particular issue. Mm -hmm. However, I, what I will say is that they have organizations that do, this is certified non-GMO crap. And it's on a lot of the snacks that I eat because they just assume that I want that, which I don't. Uh, but private organizations have gone through and made this into an industry. And, yeah. be and pe because people are willing to pay more for it, it's there. It's available to you. And, uh, you know, I think that's a great thing. You should have options and be able to eat what you freaking want. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Steve in Florida, uh, who's got some thoughts on this. Uh, Steve, hi. You're on the Pat and Stu Show. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Yes. Hi. I wanted to... Uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, tell yes. you that the yes. uh, <laughs> a couple of shows I watched and a few people I met that mm -hmm. uh, worked at Man Monsanto and mm -hmm. yeah, uh, have they been killed? The the uh, GMO genetically modified organism mm -hmm. yeah. at the atomic level of the molecular atomic. level. Molecular. They've molecular or atomic? Are we just going molecular? Or are we going all the way to? Cash crops, for yeah. example, soybeans and no, corn, mm -hmm. to produce Roundup internally, and mm -hmm. in some cases, uh, pesticides. Right. And so, when they spray uh, crop dust, for mm -hmm. example, yep. they can spray with Roundup and kill the weeds, mm -hmm. and you're not going to kill the cash crop because you, you're not going to kill, uh, say, the soybeans because you can't kill it because. Of the, uh, can't kill it with itself, so to speak. I mean, it, it, right. it's got that in there, so it's so you're saying essentially, a, yeah, uh, for lack of a better term, immune. The corn is right. essentially Roundup, is what you're saying. So, 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 <laughs> I, I hope you guys can do a show mm -hmm. sometime, or Glenn can, mm -hmm. where you've got maybe uh, some bona fide scientists yep. that are independent and that that will. Look into Are you saying we're not bonafide scientists? Rather okay. than have the illusionist uh -huh. uh, Penn Teller, whatever his name is, uh, talk yeah. about it. I mean, uh, he needs to stick to magic, right. and we need a scientist smart, to comment though. on it. And, right. and, and, and you're, and, the, you're uh, a scientist, Steve? So essentially, yeah, I think we're eating a little bit of Roundup and, and, and whatever, and uh, Roundup's yeah. great. It kills weeds. It does a good job. It's delicious. makes it a great topping for ice cream. to the root. <laughs> tell you. Internally, <laughs> and uh, kills the unwanted uh, yeah. plant. But if you get yeah. it on the cash crops, yeah. one drop on a leaf. Exactly. Uh, right. I used to take care of 15 acres of, of grape vineyards. Oh my gosh, I did and too. If it was windy, we got one drop of that herbicide on on one leaf right. of that vine. Then what would happen? Grapevine. Yeah, it killed the whole thing. Killed the whole right. thing. Yeah, that's I, for I, sure. I mean, Thanks, Steve. Not to uh, talk it's down an interesting to you, call. but I had uh, 20 acres of grapevines. Uh, oh, you did. So I mean, what does he know? Well, I think what we found out, though, though, is, uh, first of all, so Soylent Green is people. We it know is, that. It is people. And <laughs> We can now confirm that. <laughs> and GMO corn is Roundup. Is Roundup. Is Roundup. Which GMO is, corn is Roundup! Because just to, I mean, I, I will say this. Made by the same company. Okay. Yeah. Monsanto makes Roundup. Yeah. Monsanto does. does the GMO corn. Yeah, and again, there's a lot to discuss here. However, we're just, not the if we can just be fun, have a little fun and analyze his exact point. We can there, have a little fun. Which was, A, mm -hmm. the Roundup is formulated uh, mm -hmm. with the crops so right. that you can spray it over the crops and it'll only kill the weeds, not the crops. Makes sense. A. B, if you get one drop on one leaf, it kills all the crops. <laughs> 
Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> Unless he was talking about, mm. I think he was talking about on a non-GMO yes, farm. Right. Like if it would blew to the neighboring yeah. farm, right. that could happen. The issue, I think. He, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Well, I don't know about the Roundup, but that's what their fight is with the seeds and the seedlings. Is that when they when they mix together, if they cross pollinate. It's yeah. a, it's really a bad thing because first of all, then it screws things up. It screws up all of nature. All of nature. <laughs> just, explodes. just that's the first thing. That's the first thing. Except that, don't question it. Except it screws up all of nature. We'll move from there. Right there. That's okay. where we'll start. Right there. But here's what happens: <laughs> if if Monsanto finds that you've cross-pollinated some of their GMOs with what you have, and it actually grows, yeah, they get they'll pissed. sue you out of existence. They have done, and they have they have they've done, done some, some. They've done that uh, because farms. of their copyright on yeah. uh, on uh, their patent and, and look, on the GMO. You know, the, sucks. Whether you like all the particular processes, you know, people uh, have been developing better seeds for a long time. They, they compete yeah. and do this, and it's tough because you know a company like Monsanto, and I know everyone hates them. But, like, they will spend millions of dollars right. in research to try to develop the seed. And if people, and sometimes it's not just cross-pollination, yes. sometimes mm. it's theft. And, yes. and it has, it's happened in both situations. Happened. So, yes. you know, how do you protect all your millions of dollars in investment if everyone can just go take from one farm and go plant it themselves over and over again? I don't know, but I've seen a lot of documentaries, Stu, well, where... <laughs> Neighboring farmers will have a problem it's true. With, with a big, and it's not necessarily named Monsanto, right. but it's a Monsanto-like company, yeah, right? and they come down wait. on them hard, uh -huh. Evil chemical and then company. a lot of times, mm -hmm. they'll kill the farmer. Really? Wait, yeah. that doesn't yeah. seem like it's a, happened a over, lot of times? Over yeah. and over, over and over, and over again. I will I say, them. I did not have the evidence that our last caller had, had which was, he's met some people. <laughs> so... So you've never met anybody? And I've never met anybody. She's never met anybody. Never years anyone. of owning 20 acres no. of grapevines? You know, you'd think I would have. But, but no. 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 I, no All right, not. let's go to Jeff in California. Uh, Jeff is an anti-GMO farmer, barely. Hey, okay. Jeff, you're on patents, too. Hey, guys, I want to uh, disagree with the fundamentals of the last caller about okay. how Roundup is applied scientifically to plants. All right. Okay, good. Um, first of all, it's not, mm. br it's not bred into the, the plant's anatomy. What it is is... Uh, the original use of the main ingredient Roundup was to strip trace minerals from industrial products. Mm -hmm. And then they also found it worked great in Agent Orange and deforestation. But yeah. what they do to the GMO crops is they make it so the magnesium levels and trace minerals that are needed in reproduction of plants mm -hmm. is not needed. That's well, I was just about to explain that. I was just going to explain that. I had that. 25 acres of grapevines, so I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I thought it was 20. <laughs> well, I, five five five. I had okay. five in Belize. All right. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> Um, so, so obviously that's going to create a problem with reproduction with plants that don't have obviously. that genotic, that modification done to them. Yeah. But what science has showed, and this is the potential danger of this, is over the last 15, 20 years of application, um, these microorganisms that are in the soil right. have now developed that gene yeah. and are able to pass that gene through the microorganisms in the soil to also weeds in the area, which means, I, I believe it's called a cross-species gene transfer, mm -hmm. but it's able to transfer that gene to weeds in the area, which become GMO-resistant, is the uh, phrase you're looking for there. Mm. And uh, just to transfer that onto humans, mm -hmm. humans eat these crops, and you know, how could humans you know, get that so quickly? 80% of the digestive process in the gut is done by microorganisms. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Jeffy, do you want to add to that? No, he's 100%. Okay. <laughs> Our scientist on the, uh, on the scene. And thank you. 100%. Um, so, so you are then essentially, you are anti-GMO. Are all your crops natural? 
at least with the application of Roundup and other nefarious things where they have plants that don't produce seeds, so then you have to buy your seeds through Monsanto yes. and other things like that. And the you know, uh, patent on any plant is not uh, the design that, yeah. our America, that America was founded on. No, I think you're right about that. Patents were a pretty right. important part of American uh, yeah, we founding. Farmers, yeah, farmers. Uh, uh, patents are I, a huge I part of America. Don't Seeds? get me wrong; you need Food? that, but in order to own a plant, mm -hmm. it's not part of that. Right, but uh, if you designed plant the plant, uh, you know, if you design what the difference is between my plant and your plant, how can you not? I mean, why would any mm -hmm. company try to improve? Uh, agriculture if they knew as soon as they were, came up with a better improvement everyone had it for free there's no profit motive there yeah and uh, it's a t look it's it a tough a hard situation one. it's, it's a, hard a tough one. one thanks for the call jeff appreciate that information because a guy that obviously knows what he's talking oh, about uh triple <laughs> john jeffy. like jeffy triple eight seven two seven back more patents too coming up i love when jeffy does that because someone will be making this really complicated yeah that's right point. Yeah, that's, that's right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah, right. he's right he's right because i've known this for a long time spoons and then spoons comes out uh, he's right, though. <laughs> but I think he's right, though. Hello. It is uh, Pat and Stu, 888 From Mental Floss, five, five beloved traditions that were invented simply to make you buy crap. Mm -hmm. This pisses me off. Why? No, I don't like being manipulated. But I don't like it. But Pat, we fall don't for manipulate. advertising all the time. Though. Don't manipulate me. We, we have a segment <laughs> called Spoons, in which the only no. reason that we do it is so we can eat. N right, but we, we're not trying to get others to eat. We just oh, want to eat. Well, we want. I want others right? to eat it. Okay. Uh, number one, in in things that were invented simply to get you to buy stuff, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Wow, really? The origin of Rudolph has nothing to do with Jesus or Santa. He sprang from the mind of Robert May, a copywriter in Chicago's uh, Montgomery Ward department store. May wrote and illustrated the poem, which later became the song for the store's holiday coloring book in 1939. But Rudolph's fate was threatened when the store execs realized that the animal's big glowing honker might put off consumers. Uh, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that <laughs> language. <laughs> Luckily for May, shoppers embraced the story wholeheartedly. A whopping 2.4 million copies of it were given out at the store that Christmas. Wow. 2.4 million in one Christmas? That's awesome. That's See, amazing. I, I, everyone like looks at this, oh, I can't believe that, you know, they would, I just, I look at it, it's like, that's awesome. They came up with an idea. That's pretty good. 2.4 million. Yeah. And it's a great story. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, commerce can work uh, yes. with, with traditions. Um, green bean casserole is another one. Uh, apparently yes. goes back to 1955. Like green bean casserole. Uh, that didn't work on me. It was to promote Campbell's products. Uh, yeah. Here's one of the biggest scams. This is probably the biggest scam ever created. Number three, the diamond engagement ring. This is, and by the way, uh, only an 18-month salary is required. That's recommended by the <laughs> National Jewelry Association. When you go out and buy your engagement ring, you want to spend 18, a year and a half yeah. worth of salary. And I completely felt that. <laughs> Did you really? I, oh, yeah. When I bought my engagement ring, two I was like, okay, it's supposed to be two months. So that means that, <laughs> why is it supposed to why? be two months? Because they told me. You buy what you could afford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's what you do. Yep. Uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day candy. Uh, oh, sure. Valentine's was not about from greeting card companies. It was actually candy suppliers who wanted to give uh, get candy out there uh, a little bit more on that holiday, which is great. And wedding registries uh, were as well. It was a Marshall and Field Company department store in Chicago Dang created it. the first wedding registry. So there you go. Rip-offs. Rip-offs. Okay. See you tonight. Toodles. Election tonight. Go to